At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Here at our number two, we're going to be looking at a lot of hardwood action. We're going to be taking a wide look at the NBA along with college basketball. Then in our number three, once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, that means that everyone in the continental 48 states is landing on a Sunday. And that means that we're going to be going very in-depth, very just on the ball in general. When it comes to the NFL, we're going to be taking a look at everything that we've got for a big NFL Sunday. Not as big as we would like it to be as some of the games are getting pushed back to Monday and Tuesday, but still going to be looking at everything that we've got, going to give you guys some picks, going to give you guys some analysis. So we're going to have a great time there, but got to take a little bit of a look at the NBA right now because we have seen a lot of just movement in general when it comes to the NBA, especially on totals, because something that I've been really looking at this year is just how these things have been playing out because we all remember after about a month in the NBA, you wind up seeing the under eight being close to 62% and some points. And at some points, I mean, it was actually north of 62%. Now we've seen things even out a little bit. It's still shaded to the under, obviously, but I mean, now it's at 53.3%. Unders in the NBA are now 233 and 204 after what we wound up seeing on Saturday. So it has been a big, giant move. If you're taking a look at the NBA in general, over the last seven days, overs are hitting at a rate of about 53%. And if you're wanting to take a little bit more of a macro look, the last 30 days, you've seen 117 overs and 95 unders. So we certainly have seen a little bit of a move there. It seems like players are starting to get in line a little bit more with the new rules, not allowing for as much flopping, as much being able to draw fouls. So that has been something that has been very noteworthy. And what we wound up seeing in the NBA on Saturday as well as you wound up seeing the dogs really bark. You wound up seeing the Houston Rockets, who wound up opening up as an underdog. They close in some spots at pick a one-point favorite. They take down the Detroit Pistons by a count of 106 to 107. And it's been amazing to see the Houston Rockets actually be able to run off some wins the last few weeks. So they were able to do that. The Orlando Magic got completely bet against in their game against the Brooklyn Nets. They wound up being a five-point dog. They won that game outright. You did wind up seeing as well. The Oklahoma City Thunder, this is how you know things are getting very strange. They were able to get a win, and they were able to get a win on a buzzer beater. We'll get into that a little bit more in a minute, but you also wound up seeing the Washington Wizards as a pretty sizable underdog 
take it to the Utah Jazz by a count of 109 to 103. So you certainly saw a lot of interesting action there. And what I think is just so intriguing in general when it comes to the NBA is that we have been seeing a lot of these teams that were very high up on the betting board to start the year with regards to odds to be able to win the championship. And they certainly have not necessarily been performing up to stuff. I mean, the Lakers have been darn near the worst team when it comes to against the spread record in all the NBA. We certainly have seen some teams be relatively rock solid that you had some good expectations for because you take a look at a team like the you take a look at a team like the Chicago Bulls that many of us thought were going to be a little bit better, and they have been. I mean, 17 to 10 against the spread, they've been able to make you some money. Now, I don't think that people thought they would necessarily be this good, but I do think that there was a lot of hubbub that they were going to be able to rise up. But I mean, you just take a look at some of these teams that towards the beginning of the year, they were towards the top of the odds board to be able to be able to make a run at the title. I mentioned it with the Lakers. They're officially right now 11 and 19 against the spread. The LA Clippers are 13 and 17 against the spread. The Denver Nuggets, when they wind up getting back all their pieces, you got to expect them to be a little bit better. But, I mean, 13 and 16 against the spread. That's not necessarily cutting it. Meanwhile, you take a look at a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, they're 13 and 19 against the spread. The Nets, 13 and 17. Meanwhile, the Dregs have actually really been able to rise up here in the NBA. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are 24 and 7 against the spread. They did it once again a few days ago against the Bucks, 119 to 90. I mean, it's been absolutely ridiculous what we've been seeing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You just don't see runs of 10 plus covers in any of these, really, we're going to call them professional sports. You wind up seeing like one college basketball team every year. Last year it was Drake. This year it's Monmouth. They wind up getting off to like an 11-0, a 12-0 against the spread start, but that's because you've got 358 teams. When you wind up having that many teams, you're bound to have one or two teams really pop off and have a good run. You've got 32 teams that these are all professionals. So for the Cleveland Cavaliers to be doing what they're doing right now, and mostly with regards to unders as well, I mean, 20 out of their 31 games have gotten under the total this year. It has been absolutely remarkable to see. You can tell that well, clearly what they were having with John Beeline was not working. John Beeline, love him in college. Not necessarily so great when he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, but certainly things have been able to get off the ground with all the recent draft picks that they picked up. But, I mean, you just take a look a little bit further at some of these teams and what they've been able to do against the spread. The Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, they've been putrid this year, but they're 17 and 11 against the spread, so they've been able to make you some money. The Houston Rockets are 16, 13, and 1 against the spread. I really thought that the Memphis Grizzlies were going to be in for a good year this year. They're 19 and 11 against the spread. I don't think that a lot of people saw that coming. Like the San Antonio Spurs, now 6 and 12 against the spread. They've really been able to get things going early as well. So you can tell that there's been a lot of money in being able to fade some of these more marquee NBA teams. As I always say on the show, you always want to be trying to in game bet a little bit more so than bet pre flop just because. Even though a lot of times within game betting, you are going to pay a little bit more juice. You are able to get such better numbers because, I mean, the NBA really is a game of runs. But when you take a look at what we've all got on this NBA Sunday, you are going to notice, for one, that a lot of books just do not wind up having numbers available in a lot of these circumstances. So that does make the handicap very difficult because, I mean, with the Lakers versus the Chicago Bulls game, literally no book on the face of planet Earth I am seeing right now has a single line. Listen, for this game, obviously, you've had some COVID-19 concerns and everything that has been going on with that. So, I mean, that is a big reason why you are seeing a little bit of herky-jerkiness, for lack of a better term, when it comes to it. So, that is something that you do want to be noting with just the NBA in general. I know that they've wanted postponing a few games. I would anticipate we're probably going to wind up seeing a few more. Very unfortunate, but sort of the day and age that we're living in at this point. Like, you're taking a look at a game like the like the Nets versus the Nuggets. I'm not seeing any lines available in this spot. There are some East Coast books that are posting up things like Pelicans versus the 76 or the Suns versus the Charlotte Hornets. But if you're looking down at the NBA board for tomorrow and you're like, I have no lines. Well, it's not necessarily because there's going to be no games played or anything like that. It's just a lot of these books have been very hesitant to post up these numbers with regards to COVID-19 information. A couple postponements have wound up happening as well. We've seen it a little bit in the NHL as well. I know that a couple teams have had to go on a COVID-19 pause, but certainly is 
very interesting what we're all getting with that. But we do have a game that is up in quite a few spots right now. DraftKings has this currently available. We've got 519, 520 with the Portland Trailblazers and the Memphis Grizzlies. I was talking about it with the Grizzlies a little bit earlier, and I've been impressed by them. And they're currently a four-point favorite in this spot. And I do think that this actually might be a relatively solid time to jump off of the Portland Grizzlies bandwagon just because when it comes to the Grizzlies, I've been highly impressed with how this team has responded with all the injuries that they've been dealing with because obviously John Moran, heart and soul of this team, he has been missing for quite a bit of time when it comes to this team. They've been dealing with someone like their first-round pick in Santi Aldama, dealing with a little bit of injury as well. So they have been really having to mix and match, especially when you've had John Moran out of the fold. I believe that he's already missed nine, has already missed 11 games. So that certainly is a little bit of an issue as I've been seeing in the month of December in general. But when it comes to this Memphis Grizzlies team, the way that they've really been able to get things going is Jaron Jackson Jr. being able to stuff the statue with right around 16 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, versatile player that's able to pop threes. And you can tell that Dylan Brooks has made a big impact on this team as well. I don't know where they would be without him. He has given the team at least 22 points at each out of the last four games. He's been able to pump in their six plus rebounds in each out of the last three. So he's really been able to come alive for this team. A guy that Coming out of Oregon, I always felt like was a little bit underrated. He wanted falling to the mid-second round of that 2017 draft. It's something that I never really saw why that wound up happening. Now, maybe it's a little bit of bias because I actually used to work for the flagship station of Oregon while he wound up playing there. But I always saw a guy that was a first-round talent. I don't think that he's an all-star by any stretch, but he certainly is one of the better guys that's able to be a second, third cog on a very good team. And he is showing that right now. And heck, even without John Moran, he's really been able to step up for the team. But take a look at the Portland Trailblazers. And all of a sudden, Damian Lillard has been able to find it for this team. And that is very dangerous for the rest of the league. As we remember, he wound up having a little bit of a rough start when it came to the start of the year with regards to his three-point shooting. Well, how do you like him now? As he wound up having 43 points, he was just drilling threes left and right in that game against the Charlotte Hornets. I think that that's very key. The last time these two teams wound up playing was actually a few days ago. That was a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies by a count of 113 to 103 for the Portland Trail Blazers. So a little bit of a revenge spot in this circumstance. You did wind up having Lillard have 21 points in that game. Obviously, this is a Portland Trail Blazers team that they themselves have been dealing with a couple of injuries, but I do think that this is going to be a very good spot for them as well because you take a look at this Memphis team, and they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of being able to guard the three. I know that John Von Tobel has been taking a look at this as an absolutely tremendous job at the network of being able to take a look at the NBA and the Grizzlies. When it comes to just stats that try to take a look at how much luck a team has been getting, they have been towards the top of it, and I do think that it's going to be really interesting to see what you wind up getting out of Yusef Nurkic in this game because he was able to give the team 16 points, 12 rebounds the last time that these two teams wound up playing. And what I think is really key for the Trailblazers is that they don't have a lot coming off the bench right now. They've been dealing with some injuries, but Anthony Simons has really been able to do a nice job for the team. He had 22 points in that game, and he's been coming off the bench. He's been able to give the team right around 12 and a half points per game. I think that he could be a little bit of an X factor in this game. And when it comes to what you're able to get out of Norman Powell, as well. This is someone that I feel like was a little bit of an afterthought a few years ago. He's been able to do a solid job for this for this Portland Trailblazers team. And you do have a Grizzlies team that they themselves, with regards to their depth pieces, because I think that Santi Aldama did wind up playing in that game a couple days ago. He is now going to be out of the fold for this one, so that is going to be taking a little bit out of the Memphis Grizzlies sales as well. They are going to be probably dealing with Sam Merrill being out of the fold, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark. So, I mean, this is a Memphis Grizzlies team that they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Obviously, the big one for the Trailblazers is CJ McCollum, but that's nothing new for the team other than he. You've got pretty much everyone that you expect to be out there for the Portland Trailblazers. So, I mean, this could be a good spot to be able to take a look at a money line probably want to be gauging how this thing winds up going towards the beginning of it jump in in game whether it be for the positive or the negative but i do think that there's some good value on the portland trailblazers and i do think that there's some good value when it comes to college basketball betting board as we're going to head to the east coast next right here on the greg peterson experience on vsin esports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world in which you're able to enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spits-free, and hassle-free alternative that can be enjoyed anywhere you go and at any time, so you never miss a minute of your favorite game, show, or tailgate party. It's available in 10 varieties like spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zin can be found at convenience stores nationwide. So that way, you're able to find your Zin wherever you are. Zin's nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, discreet, with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use inside or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zin comes in two different strengths, so that way you have control over the nicotine satisfaction that's right for you. Zin contains nicotine. It's only for adult users of 21 years or older. So to learn more and find out more about your local retailer, that is at Zin.com, Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Oops Peterson. And got to live up to the nickname Oops and Dive into some college basketball here. We wound up diving into a little bit of NBA in the last segment. Really hard to be able to handicap games. The, I'll call it even morning before in this case, just because you do wind up having a lot of COVID-19 situations, a lot of injury information that does not wind up getting doled out very much beforehand. I feel like the NBA might be the hardest one to be able to keep up with, with all these guys with load management and everything like that. So hopefully we're going to be able to hit a little bit of something when it comes to that Trailblazers versus Memphis Grizzlies game. But how about if we go to the East Coast? You've got a team that is going from the Pacific time zone and they are going to be going out, out to the more Eastern time zone. I don't know where you consider the state of Ohio. Do you consider it the Midwest or do you consider it the East Coast? I personally consider it a part of the Midwest personally. Maybe that's just my bias coming from the state of Wisconsin and Ohio and Ohio State and Wisconsin. They're both in the Big Ten. But with that said, you've got a game that's going to be happening out there on a neutral court. 733-734. UC Irvine going to be playing against Duquesne. This is a part of a game that's going to be played at LeBron James Arena in Akron, Ohio. And you've got UC Irvine finding themselves laying between 7 and 7.5 seven and points. And your total on this game between 132.5 and, and 133. If you know UC Irvine... You know that this team is going to play really, really stinking slow in this game. This is a bunch in which they do not waver from their style one bit. And you've got a Duquesne team that I've actually warmed up a little bit on. They wound up taking a pretty bad loss against Duquesne about two weeks ago. But by and large, you take a look at this Duquesne team. And I do like what I'm seeing out of them. Got a guy, Kevin Easley, who was the SoCon Rookie of the Year a few seasons ago while he was at Chattanooga. 
guy that's able to give you 13 points, six rebounds per game. Trey Williams, who was a starter while he was at Indiana State playing for the Sycamores a few years ago. He's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to dish out seven rebounds per game. Now they're going to need to hold up down low. This is a UC Irvine team that when it comes to the percentage of their points and shots that they wind up getting from three-point range, they're always towards the bottom of the college basketball. This is a team that they're looking to pound the ball inside. They're looking to pretty much, to use a football term, Put this game into a big, giant cloud of dust. That is UC Irvine style, and they're very good at it. They are 319 of 358 teams when it comes to possessions per game. Duquesne is not a team that's necessarily going to look to run it and gun it either. When it comes to Duquesne, they're more around 215th in the country, but the guy that you've got to be noting for this UC Irvine team, Colin Velp. He's been able to get the team right around 14 points per game. He, at six foot nine is able to bury just below 40% of his three-point shots, and the shots that UC Irvine actually take from three wind up actually going through. They shoot right around 37% for three, so they're able to do a relatively rock-solid job there. Now, they've been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Dawson Baker out there in the backcourt, and I do think that that's going to be a little bit of an issue because while Dawson Baker is someone that is not necessarily going to be taking a ton of threes or anything like that. Well, he's been out there. He's been able to give the team right around 11 points per game. He's missed the last three games for this UC Irvine team. So they are having to take a little bit of a setback there on Duquesne. It's a team that they do a relatively solid job out there in the backcourt. They're a team that they are based around quite a few transfers. So they're a little bit turned prone to turning the ball over, but UC Irvine, they are going to be a little bit hampered by that injury. And then you've got Leon Ayers along with Amir Spears for this Duquesne team, both giving you 11.9 points per game. They combine for 3.6 steals per game. Neither of these guys shoot it well from three-point range. As Duquesne as a collective, they shoot right around 32.5% for three, 68.5% at the free throw line, but they don't turn the ball over either. For a team that is full of transfers, it's very surprising to see them turn the ball over fewer than 11 times per game. You've got guys like Jackie Johnson, the third, Tyson Acuff, come in and do a good job of knowing the role, shooting a combined 47% from three-point range. So I take a look at this spot, and I do think that UC Irvine has a little bit more raw talent in general. I think that they're going to be able to win the battle on the glass. But also, something that I always take into account with my handicap is some of these body clock games. With UC Irvine having to travel from the great state of California over to Ohio for this game, playing in pretty much a different time zone, and having to do this, at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, I think that that's going to take a little bit of something out of them. So I want to shading this number down a little bit. In a normal spot, I'd be setting UC Irvine probably right around, I would say, more like a six-ish point favorite. I would still be looking at the points when it comes to Duquesne, but this winds up making it a little bit more of a demonstrative play for me as I wind up setting Duquesne with my handicap more around a five-point underdog. So here in this spot, I'm going to be taking a look at Duquesne catching the points. And when it comes to Soap, set it at 127. You've got an early game, and you've got a UC Irvine team that they, as it is already, are a team that really looks to slow things out. So we're taking a look at the under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points when it comes to Duquesne in this one. Also got a team that, with regards to possessions per game, ranks in the top five in all of college basketball, and they're going to be going up against a team that's been one of the more slow and controlled teams that has been playing one of the more slow and controlled styles, I should say, in all of college basketball in Rhode Island. That ranks 294th with regards to possessions per game. So we've got ourselves a slobber knocker when it comes to 741-742. And this is going to be taking place on a neutral court for Charleston versus Rhode Island. Rhode Island, anywhere between a 6 and 6 half point favorite in your tallest game, you're going to be getting in anywhere between a 146 and seeing now as high as a 147 half. This is a total that has risen quite a bit. A lot of places, they wound up opening this more around a 146 or a 146 half. If you still have a 146 available, I would say take it now because it's probably not going to be lasting because I wound up setting my total more around a 147 half personally. So I wound up jumping on this early myself. And when it comes to this Rhode Island team, they are going to be having the benefit of not likely having to face off against John Meeks. You want to be taking a look at injury information in the morning, but top scorer for Charleston, a guy that comes in from the bracket bus and Bucknell Bison and has been absolutely terrific. He's six foot six. Last year, he averaged 25 points per game. Might be the most hush-hush 25 points per game score I've ever seen because he wanted playing half a season for a Bucknell team that played nothing but conference games. But, I mean, the guy was absolutely dominant. This year, he's been shooting right around 40% for three. He's able to give you six rebounds. He's able to give you 15-plus points per game. So, he's been rock solid there. But you take a look at someone like Demetrius Underwood for the Charleston team, and he's been able to step up in his absence. Nine and a half points, six rebounds. He's able to give you multiple assists, multiple steals. I mean, the guy just completely stuffs the stat sheet. For this team, Renee Smith has been able to shoot over 40% from three. He's able to give you double figures. So I think that he's going to be a big part of this handicap as well. And then you've got on the flip side, the Mitchell brothers from Rhode Island. They're both able to give you right around 10 points per game. They both haul in there between 
six-ish and five-and-a-half-ish rebounds per game. So they're able to do a nice job down low. You've got a Rhode Island team that they are a little bit intermittent when it comes to three-point shooting. That is a little bit of a knock that you do wind up having on them. This is a Charleston team that we're going to call it what it is. They're not necessarily the world's greatest team at being able to guard the arc. So that should help out this Rhode Island team a little bit. But you need someone like an Ishmael Leggett to be able to step up. He's been able to get the team right around nine points per game. He's been a little bit intermittent for this Rhode Island team. So certainly I think that that is going to need to play a little bit of a part in this handicap. But even with John Meeks out, I want to having capping this as if he is not going to be playing in this game. I want him saying Charleston as more around a five and a half point underdog. So seeing especially a six and a half, I'm going to be taking a look at the points in this spot. Also, you do want to be noting, like I said a little bit earlier, this is a game that's going to be played in Washington, D.C. So it is a true neutral court game, even though you do wind up seeing Rhode Island on the bottom. It is not a case in which they are the home team. That is something big to be noting this time of the season because you do wind up seeing a lot of these games that they are played in. Just we'll call it random places here. So it certainly is one of those things in which I do think is a little bit intriguing, fun yet challenging when it comes to handicapping. But I'm taking a look at the points when it comes to the College of Charleston. I'm also going to be taking a look at a game that is going to be played out here in lovely Las Vegas. We go 747-748 here. You've got Texas and Sanford doing battle in Texas is back to being a relatively sizable favorite. Finding them anywhere between a 9.5 and, and in some cases as high as a 10.5 point favorite in your total on this game. You're finding it at a 129.5 and, and when it comes to Texas, this team has been absolutely dominant on defense. They are in the top 8 in all of college basketball with guards to points allowed on a per possession basis. They generate over 10 steals per game. And you've got a Sanford team that they are not very good at being able to hold on to the ball. Now Jaden Delaire has been able to pop up and give this Sanford team some relatively solid production with right around 12 and a half points per game. And Harrison Ingram is going to be one of the best players out there on the floor. He has been absolutely tremendous for the team. A six foot seven slash six foot eight combo player that's able to give you 12 and a half points, six and a half rebounds, three assists. He shoots it well from three point range. I mean, this guy checks all the boxes. Problem is, the rest of the guys on the Sanford team, they have not necessarily been able to hold up their end of the bargain. Spencer Jones has been dealing with a little bit of ailment. He has been not necessarily too terrific for the team in general as he's been able to chip in there when he's been out there right around seven and a half points four and a half rebounds per game so that's a little bit of an issue i believe that he wanted missing the team's last game against dartmouth and that needs to be thrown in there as well sanford won their game by double digits against dartmouth but that is one of the most deceiving double digit wins you're ever going to find they had to go to overtime and they were really stinking lucky to get overtime in that game against dartmouth so i mean that is certainly a little bit of a knock on them but what else is a little bit of an knock is the fact that we do have to take a break. So we're going to be finishing this up on the other side and taking a look at more of these college basketball games for this Sunday. That is coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for a play card debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs to apply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDICS. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on the Sports Bank Network on VCNN. We're continuing on taking a look at today's college basketball betting board. If you're out there on the East Coast, if you're out here on the Pacific time zone, well, it's going to be tomorrow in about 30 minutes. So it's going to be a very good college basketball betting board, in my opinion. But got to take a look at this game that is happening out here in lovely Las Vegas. We started on this. So we're going to be continuing on with my look at Texas versus Stanford. And when it comes to Texas, I did wind up saying them as a 12 and a half point favorite. And seeing the line in a lot of places right around nine and a half to 10, I do think that you're getting good value just because with Stanford, I want to bring through their deficiencies on the other side. Meanwhile, you do take a look at Texas. And if you do have one concern, it's the fact that Marcus Carr is shooting under 30% from three. I didn't think that he was necessarily going to gel very well with regardless of who he wound up going to because he's a very ball dominant guy. And thus far, he has not necessarily been too terrific for the Texas Longhorns team, but I take a look at everyone else. And I do like what I'm seeing 
out of guys like Timmy Allen and Trey Mitchell. These two are combined to be able to give you 25 points, 11.5 rebounds, two steals, and they're both shooting above 38.5% from three-point range. Overall, Texas, they shoot 36% from three, 75.5% the free line. They generate 9.7 steals per game, so they've been doing a rock-solid job there. Courtney Ramey has been able to do a good job of being able to adjust to a little bit of a lesser role. You do have even someone like Brock Cunningham coming off the bench. He's able to give you right around three points per contest, Christian Bishop. So, I mean, you've got so many guys with so much ability for this team. And keep in mind, Dylan Disu, who winds coming in from Vanderbilt, he's going to be activated relatively soon for this team as well. Wound up seeing his first action uh, about a few nights ago. He wound up having 2.5 rebounds in that game against Arkansas Pine Bluff. I would expect him to probably play, but play very limited minutes in this game. They're sort of easing him back, so you can expect him to be really set to go when it comes to conference play. I think that he plays a small role, but not necessarily a big part of my handicap in this one, but... Regardless, I think that Sanford, a team that has been less than efficient with regards to taking care of the ball, and a team that has really had its struggles, should wind up getting it taken to them in this spot. I wound up saying the total at 127. I think that Texas is going to be able to exert their role on defense. So I do take a look at this total under, and when it comes to Texas, set them as a 12.5-point favorite. So won't lay the 9.5 to 10 that we're seeing right now on this game. How about if we wind up going with a game that's going to be taking place a little bit later, as we've got a very front-loaded college basketball betting card I think that we've got like one game that is going to be played after 3 p.m. Pacific time. So it is certainly going to be a lot of early games, but you do have Kansas versus Nebraska, which is 767, 768 on the betting board. You got yourself Nebraska finding themselves as anywhere between a one point favorite to a pick them. And you got a total anywhere between 140 and a half and 141 and a half. Been interesting to gauge this Nebraska team this season because they actually had a few relatively solid moments. We all remember that four overtime game that they wanted playing against NC State, but this is also a team that they've lost to Western Illinois this year, and they wound up getting just completely blasted when they wound up playing against an Auburn team that did not wind up having Bruce Ker- Pearl being able to coach a team about a week or so ago. Then you've got a Kansas State team that they wound up up, jumping, up chucking their game against Marquette about a week and a half ago, and you've got a Kansas State team that I recognize that the record is relatively solid, but if you take a look at this Kansas State schedule, it is not good to say the least. They wound up getting a marquee win over UW-Green Bay, the good old Phoenix. They win over Green Bay in the NFL. It's relatively solid when it comes to college basketball. Well, that's just pretty much expected. They wound up playing against a team like a North Dakota, and boy, I mean, it's been a really rough schedule to say the least, but when it comes to Kansas, they do have one guy that I really like. That would be Nigel Pack. He is packing it in from three-point range, shooting over 46% from three-point range, speeding the team's top score with 14.5 points per game. But I just fear that with Kansas State, the lack of rebounding is really going to be catching up to them. Guard Mark Smith has been leading the way with rebounding. He's been able to get the team right around 7.5 points per game. Now, you're going to need someone like a Kazu Azigbe, who's been able to give the team 7.5 points, 4.5 rebounds per game. Yes, I did guess on that last name. E-Z-E. A-G-U, that is a relatively difficult one. Ismael Massad, that's a little bit more of a reasonable name. He's been able to give the team eight points, four and a half rebounds. You've got a team that overall shooting about 34 and a half percent for three-point range. They don't necessarily turn the ball over a whole heck of a lot, but as we know, when it comes to the Bruce Weber style, this is a Kansas State team that they're going to play very slow. They're going to play very methodically. And then you take a look at the flip side for this Nebraska team. They're looking to play and run it and gun it. And I actually do like what I've seen out of Alonzo Verge overall this season. He wound up having a rough one when it came to his game against Auburn. And he has been turning the ball over right around three and a half times per game. But if you take a look at turnovers on a per possession basis, this is a Nebraska team that has been one of the better ones in all of college basketball. The problem has been three-point shooting. You don't have a single player on the Nebraska team shooting above 33.9% from three-point range. That'd be Kosai Tomingo, who's been able to give you right around seven and a half points per game. So no doubt that's going to be a big issue, but I do think that Derek Walker is going to be able to do a relatively solid job down low for the team. You're probably going to be without Trey McGowan's once again. He's only played three games this season, so I'm pretty much assuming that he's going to be out until further notice, but Bryce McGowan's does a great job of being very versatile and being very shifty for the team. 16 points, six half rebounds. He doesn't necessarily sink his threes, but I mean, this is a Nebraska team that at the very minimum, you're able to give them this. They're able to shoot 74% the free throw line. You've got two teams that I think that they're going to be towards the bottom of their respective conferences. When it comes to Kansas State, I think that they're going to be dead last when it's all said and done in the pack or in the Big 12. And when it comes to the Big 10, you've got Nebraska. who's going to be towards the bottom of it as well. But I do think that Nebraska 
being able to get out there in front of their home fans. They're going to be able to get the job done. I like them as a pick slash a one-point favorite. I'm willing to lay up to two and a half here with them on a neutral court. I have these teams pretty well equal. I would give Kansas City a very, very slight edge. And then from there, you're just gauging things like scheduling spots and things like that. But I do think that this is a good spot for Nebraska to be able to get right. Want to take them as a pick slash a one-point favorite in this game. We also are going to be seeing a little bit of a rematch that's going to be going down as well. I always think it's very interesting to take a look at non-conference rematches. And we've got one with 761-762. The Pilots of Portland are going to be heading to good old Bozeman, Montana to face off against the Bobcats of Montana State. Montana State actually opened up an 11-point favor. You're now finding them at a 10 pretty much across the board. So we've seen a little bit of money coming on the Pilots. And your total on this game, it is anywhere between a 146-half and a 147. Seeing a straight 145-and-a-half at DraftKings. And I think it's really intriguing to take a look at this Portland team because little was expected out of them. They wind up hiring on Shante Leggins from Eastern Washington. He's brought with them quite a few guys that made him successful while he was at Eastern Washington. Mike Meadows has been able to do a solid job being able to give the team 11 points, three and a half rebounds, a relatively solid three-point shooter. And then you take a look at what you're able to get on the flip side for this Montana State team. I really have been impressed by this backcourt. Xavier Bishop is really the head of the sink when it comes to the team, right around 14 points, four assists, a good three-point shooter. And Montana State is a collective. They shoot right around 36.5% from three-point range. And I know that it was asked this by... Someone on Twitter, and I think that I wanted for addressing this on my college basketball podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, which is a part of the Vison Family Podcast, and you're able to find that wherever you get your fine podcast. But if I wind up taking into account when you wind up having a rematch situation like this Portland versus Montana State game, if I wind up factoring in what wound up happening in the first game, or just in general, when you wind up getting like conference matchups, if you wind up taking a look at previous year's data, if you do wind up having a bunch of returning players, and absolutely like. If it would be Montana State and Portland from, and they wound up last playing three years ago, absolutely not because you've got a new coach in there at Portland. It's completely new pieces. I mean, really, the only thing that's the same is he named Portland on the front of the jersey. That's one of those cases in which I stick absolutely nothing into it. But I take a look at what wound up happening in the first game. This game was actually played at the Incarnate Word Thanksgiving Invitational, which if you're looking for a really, really random sinking tournament, the Incarnate Word Thanksgiving <laughs> Thanksgiving Dirt Invitational. That is right there towards the top. But with that said, you wind up seeing Portland in that game go just 5 of 17 from three point range. This is a team that, by and large, has been able to do a solid job of being able to knock down their threes. They're shooting right around 38% from distance, and they shoot their free throws well. They make 81% of the free throws. You've got a Montana State team that they themselves shoot right around 71.5% of the free throw line, which that'll fly in this day and age of college basketball. But in that game, you did wind up seeing Montana State get an absolutely terrific performance from their top scorer. 25 points, 5 rebounds out of Abdul Muhammad. He's been able to give the team right around 7.5 boards per game. That is obviously going to be a little bit of an issue for Portland. Portland is not necessarily the world's greatest team on the glass. They wound up losing, or Montana State, I should say, wound up actually losing that battle by a count of 19-30. to 30. I think that that's going to reverse itself a little bit, but I do think that you're going to see Things get kicked up tempo a little bit more Portland ever since this game. They have been playing a little bit faster. I do think that you wind up seeing another case of which Montana State probably going to be able to win this game outright. You always want to factor in revenge, in my opinion, a little bit when it comes to this, like Portland versus Montana State. Montana State won the game by kind of 69 to 66. You know that Portland is going to be out for blood in this game. You know that they're going to want to avenge that loss. I don't think that they have necessarily enough talent to be able to do so, but I think that this line is a little bit too in favor of Montana State. I want to say this more on to seven. I think that Portland is going to look to push the tempo a little bit more in this game because when they want to playing a little bit low and slow, they were unable to get the job done in their previous matchup. So it's a game in which I want to be setting a total of 149 as a result. And I do think that if you do wind up seeing a similar game, you're probably going to be seeing a little bit more late game felling as well. That is something that always goes into my handicap. So it's a game in which I'm going to be taking a look at the over on. And I wind up setting Montana State as a seven-point favorite. So I'm certainly willing to take double digits when it comes to Montana, when it comes to Portland. And I'm always willing to take a look at the betting board of college basketball coming up next. We're going to be taking a look at a few more games that are going to be of impact on this college basketball Sunday. That's X right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Bowl season has begun, and Beeson, as he covered with our all-new College Football Bowl betting guide, give matchup analysis on every single one of these bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions for you to be able to make your best bets, whether you're betting on every single game or you just want to find a couple key high-value props. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide can give you everything that you need to be able to get that edge to be able to get to the window. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99. That is at VEASAN.com slash Bowl Guide. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up in 15 minutes, once the clock winds up striking midnight Pacific time, well, that means that everyone in the continental 48 states going to be having a Sunday, and that means that it's an NFL Sunday. So starting at midnight, we're going to be really taking a look hard and heavy at the NFL betting board that we've got for the Sunday. But here in this segment, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball. I've already ran through a few games that are intriguing to me for this upcoming college basketball Sunday. And also in the final hour as well, I'll also be refreshing the New York Post pick that I wound up giving up in the first hour as well. So if you wound up listening in the first hour or if you wound up missing it, actually more of a better term because then you have no idea what it is. You're always able to go to VEASAN Best Bets on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, what have you. You're able to replay that and we've got you all covered there. Also wound up giving a handicap on a game that is not yet on the board and Drake versus UT Martin. So we've got a lot that's going on right now and we've got a lot to take a look at in 757, 758. Old Dominion versus Richmond. The itsy-bitsy Spiders of Richmond started out as a 12.5-point favorite. Now this line has crashed. You're finding them as an 11-point favorite in most spots. Dallas game is anywhere between 132 and 132.5. And and it's really intriguing to gauge this Richmond team. I want to saying them as a 12.5-point favorite. They were initially in some spots a 13-point favorite, and that was a little bit too far. Here at 11, I'm able to get behind a play on Richmond just because when it comes to the Spiders, you do have some very good offense for this team, and they should be able to dominate down low. You've got Tyler Burton, who's able to do a great job with his versatility along with Grant Golden. Both of these guys shoot above 35% from three-point range. Richmond, as a collective, they shoot about 36% from three, but with Grant Golden, guy stands right around six foot ten. He dishes out right around four assists per game. That is something that Old Dominion just is going to have no answer for whatsoever. This is an Old Dominion team that they're looking to play at one of these slower paces in all of college basketball. As a result, I take a look at this total under. I want up setting it at a 131 and a half here at 132. And it's a little bit more dicey, but I still take a look at it. I still see a little bit of value on the under as we've seen this number move around a little bit. I'm seeing a couple 132 and a half and 133. So this is certainly a spot in which you do want to be shopping around for the best of the number. If you like me, like the under. 
Sometimes the difference between 132 and 133 is the difference as to whether or not it is going to wind up getting there. A loss and a push, a push and a win, what have you. But when it comes to Old Dominion, what I think is really befuddling when it comes to the team is just what you're able to get down low because you don't necessarily have a lot. Kali Azikpe has been able to give you right around seven and a half rebounds per game. He's been able to do a solid job there. But really past that, you don't have a lot when it comes to the interior of the team. When it comes down to Old Dominion, I think that what is really going to be key for them it's just being able to get a little bit more outside shooting. This is a team that has a collective. They're shooting a little bit over 30% from three-point range, but certainly has left quite a bit of something to be desired. And when it comes to this Monarchs team, it certainly has been a case in which the free-throw shooting has not necessarily been too terrific for them. They've done a good job of being able to bottle teams up on defense, but they are going to need to step to the free-throw line. They're going to need to do a little bit better with that aspect as you take a look at this old Dominion team. And really, other than your main scorer and KJ Kaiser, it has been a hot mess for the team. He shoots 85% free-throw line, 35.5% from three, 13.5 points, right around two assists per game. But even with them doing all that, this is a team that is collective. They shoot 67% of the free-throw line. They only turn the ball over right around 12.5 times per game, but that's a little bit more of a product of the fact that they play really, really slow. So... And it's something that you've got to be taking a look at when it comes to this one. Richmond is not necessarily a team that's looking to run it and gun it. They are 226th in the country with regards to possessions on a per-game basis. Meanwhile, Old Dominion, they are 327th out of 348 teams, or 358 teams. So, clearly, this is a team that's looking to slow it down. I do think that it's going to be slowed down. Richmond is not a team that is necessarily one that is going to push the tempo. They're just looking to be able to get the best shot humanly possible. When you've got a guy that is literally the all-time leader in steals in the NCAA and Jacob Gilliard, that really helps you out as well. He's been able to give the team three steals, five and a half assists, has done a great job of just being able to contribute in a wide variety of ways. So I take a look at the spot with the line now being at 11 after a wound up crashing from being north of 12. I think that Richmond has some good value, and I do take a look at this spot, and I do like the under as well. This is one that is just coming onto the betting board right now. I'm seeing a line at Circa. I'm really not seeing a line too many other places. You're going to find this with teams that wind up playing a back-to-back like San Francisco is that you're typically going to wind up not being able to have an overnight line on this one. But you do have one that we're able to look to right now. I've got to figure that a lot of books are going to be following suit. So if you're right now opening up your app, you're opening up wherever you're looking to bet right now and you're not finding this game, have no fear because San Francisco played last night. So this game is going to be up in the AM. You've got 769-770 on the betting board. Arizona State going to be playing us to San Francisco. The Dons opened up here at circa three-point favor. And you're now finding them at 2.5. And, and your total on this game, it is 130.5. Actually came up from the opener of 128 and. I got to say, when it regards to this line, I do agree with it. I wound up setting my total more around to 137. You got an Arizona State team that they do rank at the bottom 150 with regards to possessions per game. But if you just take a look at the Bobby Early style, you know that he's going to want to have his team pushing the tempo a little bit more. And when it comes to San Francisco, they wound up playing a 49 to 48 slog on Saturday against Grand Canyon. I mean, this is a game in which neither team could hit water if they fell out of a boat. And I feel like you could say that for. Literally every game that Arizona State has played in this season. I mean, they have been ghastly bad with regards to just everything down low, the perimeter, and you've got a coach in Bobby Hurley that instead of coaching his team, he's more concerned with yelling at the rest. So you don't have anything going right for Arizona State right now. I do wind up saying San Francisco has a three-point favorite. So on the three that we were seeing a little bit earlier, really didn't have much there. And you always want to be, when you have games that are relatively close to your line, just taking a look at line move. See, okay, am I getting the best of it right now? Do I think that maybe in a few hours things might wind up moving a little bit more in my favor? Because the difference between two and a half and three, sometimes that can be very, very paramount. But when it comes down to it with San Francisco, this is a team that they're playing stifling defense and they're playing against an Arizona State team that they don't necessarily do the best job against guards. And you got one guy in San Francisco in Jamari Boye who's able to do a terrific job. Entered into the game against Grand Canyon, averaging 20 points per game. A guy that is shooting 47% for three in San Francisco as a collective. They entered into yesterday shooting 38% for three. Now, that has sunk a little bit with the way that they want to play against Grand Canyon. But this is a team that they're relatively efficient on offense. They're not looking to gun it, but at the same time, they're not necessarily slow. Now, the big bugaboo that you do have, what 
when it comes to San Francisco is that they shoot about 68% at the free throw line, and they do turn the ball over right around 14 and a half times per game, but I do think that they should be able to win the battle down low against Arizona State because with Arizona State, they have been dealing with a big, giant injury to Marcus Bagley, and you can tell that that has really taken a lot out of them, and for San Francisco, prior to their loss against Grand Canyon, this was actually one of the lone teams that had yet to be able to lose a game all season long. With Arizona State, they're going to be really relying upon Kamani Lawrence, someone that's been able to give you 10.5 points, right around 8 boards per game, and has really been a little bit of a heart and soul piece for the team, but he's had 6 points or fewer, and now 3 of the team's last 5 games, he seems to have gone into a little bit of a rut, someone that has not popped threes at all this season, so you've got a little bit more of a lack of versatility with this Arizona State this year than we've seen in the past. They've been relying upon a transfer from Toledo in Marion Jackson, they will do a relatively solid job out there in the backcourt, doling out four assists per game. Doesn't turn the ball over a whole heck of a lot, but his scoring has really dipped. Two seasons ago at Toledo, he wound up averaging nearly 20 points per game. Last year, it was more like 18. This year, 8.4 points per game. Arizona State is just not getting the most out of him, but I do think that there's a chance that you could get the most out of San Francisco. Set them as a three-point favorite, so seeing what we're seeing right now at two and a half, I'd be willing to lay it when it comes to San Francisco at a three. Exactly. I'd probably be willing to lay it before I'd be willing to take it because at this point, I just have no faith whatsoever in Arizona State. Todd Golden is going to coach circles around Bobby Hurley. We all know it. So that is something that I think is going to be really critical in this game. So I take a look at this spot and I'm willing to lay up to a three year with San Francisco. When it comes to the total, right now I'm sitting at a 130.5. If you wind up having this available to you in the AM, I'd like it over. I said this all at 137. I think that you wind up getting some late game following. So I think that that is going to be one that's going to be of intrigue. And how about if we wind up going to one that is going to be on the extra games board? So. These are games that, in a lot of jurisdictions, you're probably not going to be seeing them come about until the AM, but we're going to give you 306-189, 306-190. Iowa State is going to be playing us to Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana, find themselves a pretty hefty underdog. You're finding them in the neighborhood of about 19.5 to 20.5 point underdogs. That you will find a little bit bigger discrepancies from book to book when it comes to these extra games, especially early as a total. It's anywhere between 133.5 and 135. And Iowa State is a team that I said is a 22.5 point favorite. They're not necessarily the world's greatest three-point shooting team, especially Gabe Kelsher was only shooting about 25% for three-point range. But this team is tenacious on defense. I absolutely love what TJ Otzelberger has been able to do. They're generating right around 10 steals per game now. The key for Southeast Louisiana is the fact that you've got Keon Clergio along Gus O for shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range. They are able to generate about 25 points per game, but they also are a team that they turn the ball over right around 14 times per game. I think that that's going to be an issue. You really don't have a lot of rebounding when it comes to the team. Iowa State, it's not like they necessarily have tremendous size, but Tyrese Hunter has been one of the best freshmen in all of college basketball, generating about two and a half steals, 11 and a half points per game. Not a great three-point shooter, but does a good job of being able to out the offense. I think the Iowa State is going to be able to take it to this Southeast Louisiana team. One to lay up to 22 and a half when it comes to Iowa State. And when it comes to the NFL, we're going to be touching upon that next as it is going to be midnight out on the West Coast next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.